Here with Superstar Bill Dundee, and you know every time I talk to you, you're heading to the gym or finishing up at the gym. It's just a, a part of your daily life. Way of life. Um, seems like uh, some people would be uh, making excuse or slowing down, and uh, it just seems to be a part of your regimen every day, just like uh, putting shoes on her. Right. Up. When somebody told me this over 40 years ago, I said, Bill, if you don't work your body out and keep it going, it'll just stiffen up on you. It's like a car. If you just park your car in the yard, it'll eventually quit running. Well, and your uh, body's the same way, so I try to go at least four days a week. And Now, I'm not bench pressing 350 pounds like the good old days. If I get 100 on the bench, I'm happy. But... I still go there and work out and get my muscles working and doing whatever, so, and I enjoy it, so it's not, it never was a chore to me. Well, uh, we, I was trying to uh, remember, and I asked you earlier about uh, injuries. I don't know of or remember any major injuries no. that I know about. That's true. I've been, this knee was done, I had a new knee put in like 30 years after, but this was done in judo when I was a kid. A guy fell on it sideways. Uh, when you're young, you get up, oh, that hurt, and then it just eventually had to be done, so I got a new knee, what, 10 years ago? So I got away with it for 30 years or 40 years. So, but it wasn't done through professional wrestling. It was done when I was a kid doing judo, and it just wore out. Why do you, uh, uh, as part of that conditioning and staying in the gym, kind of, and you were talking about the the kind of moves you did and didn't do, right? Um, to help to not have any major... Right, I mean, I've watched some of them kids today. I'm not saying athleticism, that, 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 that that's there, but them move, they, they won't be walking when they're 50. They won't be wrestling at 75 like old Bill does occasionally. They certainly won't be getting in the ring and moving as good as Bill does at 50, never mind 75. So, and I think working out and trying to do right, not that I haven't done silly stuff too, like we all did when we was younger, but now it's just clean living. So, and going to the gym. Um, and now you uh, said at 75, you're not quite there. you got a birthday coming up in a yeah, couple 24th weeks. Yeah, 24th of October. Um, any uh, reflections at this time on uh, on life? Or I know you regret going to Hollywood, but uh, beyond that... Um, yeah, that, that, that I should have went. But anyway, that the Woody Shooters, we're all got them. But but I was happy enough wrestling. That, that I never really ever wanted to be anything else but a wrestler. So... I made it to the top. I mean, we came to Memphis and teamed up with Jerry Lawler and got to work for Jerry Jarrett, and he liked us, and he liked Jerry, and he liked George Barnes, so he pushed us to the moon. We got over with the people. George got homesick, went home, Bill stayed, and the rest is history, as they say. Do I think I could have made it in Hollywood? Who knows, but I was cute here, and that's kind of what helped back in the good old days. Yeah, he's a cute little devil, so who knows? Hollywood may have liked it, but anyway... I was happy being in Memphis wrestling, and I'm still happy being a Memphis wrestler, and here we are, 40 well, years later. We were, uh, uh, last week we were going through uh, some of your pictures that you had, hadn't touched in a while, and there were some pictures more than I'd ever seen of uh, you actually in uh, Australia and, and doing the, the club circuit, <laughs> and uh, having you. the laced up boots, and yeah. um, what, uh, what kind of... Uh, you said you might jump in the car and go to hit three clubs in a night and yeah. you just were working. Leagues clubs. What kind of life was that? What kind of... Uh... It, it was, I don't know, when you're young, it's just nuts. You would wrestle for free when you start. But we got paid and you got, you know, a lot. You maybe get $20 and you do three clubs. So you do three in a night, that's 60 bucks. That was a lot of money back in the 
early 60s. And how many nights a week was that? Could go seven. Just as many times as you wanted yeah, to work? Yeah, no, you may not work three clubs in every night, every night but you'd do one. And how did that fit into a, a, a Barnett promotion or working any kind of well, TV? a guy by the name of Hal Morgan running the clubs. And he hooked up with Barnett. He supplied guys for TV and for opening matches and all, you know, putting the Americans over and doing whatever. So if you could wrestle or you work them, I mean, as, as they say, if you could get another guy over and they liked you, you worked every night. So, I mean, why are you going to bitch? I mean, Mark Lou and you just whoop you like a dog, but that's what you got paid for and you was working and you was learning your craft. So. And, and who were the guys on top for most of the time? Oh, doing the goalie and Stomper. Courtesy of Kewa, Mark Lewin, Spiro Serene, Brute Bernard, Skull Murphy, Mario Milano, mm. Tex McKenzie. I mean, they were all big time wrestlers when they came to, to Australia. We were just kids trying to get going, so you would do anything just to get on TV. Win, lose, or draw, you didn't care, just on TV. And Did you do that weekly? Craft. Yeah, weekly. It was a weekly show. And how far? Was the taping away from where you there you lived in? Well, he taped in he taped in Melbourne. He taped in Sydney. He taped in Brisbane. Western Australia. Then he sent the tape. So he made three TV shows, and you, like I said, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and he did a tape, and then he sent it all over Australia. He was the Vince McMahon of Australia long before. Yeah, before Vince. Yeah. <laughs> And Barnett was a smart guy. I mean, he, he, you know, he came over and he had a partner named Johnny Doyle. So it was Barnett and Doyle when it first started. Then Johnny Barnett bought him out and Johnny Doyle went home to America and Barnett stayed. Then he sold it out to a guy named Tony Colone. And that name always rung a bell with me. That the new guy come and taking over. His name's Tony Colone. What does that sound like? Yeah. <laughs> right. Sounds like you, you better right. behave. Yeah, you better behave. Or, but he was a good guy and he paid good. He was everything. But that name always stuck with me. What's the promoter's name? Tony Colone. That sounds like come around and see him. Yeah, he might disappear yeah. and talk too much. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody of note that's... Um, they came to America from that, that era? That era, same as us. Yeah, yeah, well, Larry O'Day and Ron Miller came before me and Barnes. Johnny Boyd and Murphy the Surf, it was Norman Charles here, but he was Mur Murphy the Surf in Australia. So that there was about six or seven came, and Johnny Gray came here, and they all went over, because we could all work. Okay. So Barnes and I was about the last of the, the Mohicans type thing, and then we got over, George went home, I stayed here. And here we are, 50 years later, so it's been good to me. Um, what kind of connection was that with Barnett after you got here? I mean, later on, I know you had some involvement with him when you were... Uh, yeah, when we went, but he was kind of out of it by that time. I mean, just around? He was just around. He wasn't really the Jim Barnett, you know, the, the, he still promoted, but... He wasn't the power broker anymore? No, no, so I mean, you know... He run Atlanta. When, when he was uh, large and in charge in Atlanta, were, were you ever tempted to follow up on that connection? No, I mean, we came here, and, and like I told you, Bobby Shane's the one that got us booked here. He called Jarrett, and he said, you know, tell Jerry Jarrett you're going to do whatever he wants you to do, blah, blah, blah. So we came here to work for Jerry Jarrett, technically. We didn't know who he was or how it was, but, I mean, that was the name we had, and, you know, so... Anyway, we got over, like I said, George went home, I stayed, Jarrett liked me, his mother was the 
the smartest one. She says, he needs to be the good guy. And I said, no, I'm not the good guy. I'm the bad guy. I don't want to be a good guy. So anyway, they switched me baby face, and here we are 50 years later. <laughs> and uh, still pulling up the tights and, and heading to the ring. Yeah, the, the good old days, you'd say, lace your boots up, but I never go into that. <laughs> Pull the boots on, not lace them up. Save a lot of time and lacing right. them, unlacing them. All right, for all you chicken breeders out there, if you're looking for new chicken coops, you call Chicken Partners at telephone 336-391-9773, and you will get a hell of a deal, and you'll get 10% off, and tell them the superstar told you to call. When me and Barnes came here, we got a 600 a week guarantee from Jared. He says, I promise you, you will, I can pay you 600 a week, and that was in 1975. That was pretty that good money. Incredible amount of money. Um. I went to him that damn territory though. Oh my God, the miles you did there. It was worth three grand a week. All right, if you're all out there and you're looking for a new roof, why don't you give Baker Roofing a call at 901? 574-7775 and if you call that number tell them the superstar told you to call you'll get 10% off your new roof Bill what is your favorite town over the year I know favorites for different reasons but overall what's your favorite town to go to work well I like to go to Tupelo every Friday night because it was co close coming into Memphis and you can do the thing and it was they were very nice to me in Tupelo Mississippi the people were and they bought a lot of pictures, they said. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a good that that way, and, and the people were very nice to me, and the people that run it were nice to me. Herman Sheffield and his wife, Jean, Eddie Marlin run it every Friday. So it, it was, to me, a good place to go. A good deal. There's Tupelo, shout out to Tupelo, Mississippi. Rex, there's a lot of people ask me, how do you get in touch with a superstar? Well... For, uh, what would you say, wrestling shows, book signings, just meet and greets, just whatever. Even if you want me to come to your baby's christening, I'll come to that too. <laughs> but no, but, but anyway. So, I'm going to give you a telephone number. It's directly to me. 901-356-0387. That's the superstar cell phone. So, if you want to book me for anything, just give us a call. And I will return your phone call, and we'll see what happens. Thanks, bye.